This is the Lead Podcast. I'm Sheila Brummer. For many youngsters, sports can be exciting, a chance to bond with teammates, learn new skills, and have fun. For this episode, we reached out to a volleyball expert in Siouxland who shares insight that applies to all of us, even off the court, and how taking a chance brought him new opportunities and success. My name is Brayden Hall. And I have many titles. I am a high school math teacher at South Sioux City High School. I'm also the head girls volleyball coach at South Sioux City High School. And I'm also the director of the Arena Volleyball Club program out of the Arena Sports Academy in Sioux City. You know, we're exploring the topic of sportsmanship. And is this something that you find challenging at times, being a coach and someone in charge of a youth league? Sportsmanship, it's, sometimes it's hard to come across, sometimes it's not. I also think it's kind of relies upon the, the players and then the parents and the community around it. I personally believe good sportsmanship should be everywhere and anywhere you go, no matter whether it's a sport or whether it's pertaining to anything in life, personally. Nowadays, I think there's a little bit more pressure for success rather than being more engaging with, you know, whom you're playing with and just wanting the best out of everybody. There's a high pressure more for personal success than there is for team cohesion and certain things, depending on the atmosphere from where you're performing at, I guess I should say. At what age or level do you start maybe seeing that switch where maybe the sportsmanship isn't quite there or parents maybe are more vocal? It varies, you know, depending on the sport and also the platform from where the sport is coming from. You know, being a high school coach, we obviously strive for our kids to, you know, win every game and, you know, be the top competitor. Kind of start seeing the sportsmanship shift, not necessarily within the players, but more so within the parents, I think, sometimes even at the younger ages as the days go on. But when you look at like a club sports performance atmosphere where we're devoting more time and more money into young athletes and, you know, a community, the strive for success is kind of more shifted there. I think it's definitely starting to get younger and younger with the kids, but I think more of the parents are having a stronger influence when it comes to wanting to have that that sense of positive experience rather than positive performance. Do you have any stories to share when it comes to some of the, some of the things that you've witnessed over the years? You know, without trying to say any names specifically, you know, for confidentiality reasons, you know, people and that's the one thing when it comes to just like a club volleyball persona you know club volleyball in the usa realm usa volleyball in this country you know there's over 5,000 sanctioned clubs under usa volleyball and our region from where we play many of the teams we play are from omaha and lincoln surrounding areas and so competition level is superior in these regions just because of the population difference than we have in Siouxland where you know, a lot of kids in our area, they're playing multiple sports and our schools are so much smaller compared to, you know, you know, the Millard schools or the Lincoln public schools. And so those kids are, in a sense, they kind of live and breathe that sport their entire life. And they have, you know, hundreds of kids to pick from, whereas we're just a few dozen that we have to kind of select from. And our kids are, you know, spread a little bit thinner than these other surrounding areas. But there's been some examples of where we've seen some of the parents within programs asking questions as to why we're not winning and why we're not beating these teams. Well, for example, Premier Nebraska out of Omaha just got ranked the 12th ranked team in the entire country as a club organization for their volleyball program. So they're top 12 in the entire nation. So 
putting that in perspective of 5,000 different clubs, their club is the number 12 in the entire country. And we play them every single weekend from January through April. We're at their facilities and playing their program. So just kind of putting that into perspective, some of the parents don't really understand the competition level when it comes to this platform of club volleyball. But a lot of the parents understand that and they like the challenge for their kids because it only makes our kids better and our coaches, you know, we strive to have those. But some parents also say some words and, you know, as a director, I get some things from certain parents and they kind of only see what they want to see and, you know, they make their opinions heard. And I, you know, I'm a voice to all parents' opinions and I want their, you know, because a lot of times there's some positive feedback and there's some things that need to be addressed. I totally understand that. But when it comes to club volleyball, it's, it's a different name of the game and than, you know, high school and small town Iowa or small town Nebraska, South Dakota. Whereas you get into these bigger names and bigger places, things, things change. So, you know, I've just run into some circumstances to where parents are like, you know what? We should be winning. We're paying all this money. But you compare us to many other people and, you know, we're a quarter or half the price of all these other places charging $4,000, $5,000. And these girls are Division One bound volleyball players. So it's just a perspective thing and just getting people to be aware of what you've signed up for, I guess I should say. Well, I kind of have an increased interest in this as well because my daughter is in fourth grade. It's her first year doing volleyball. And guess who's the assistant mm-hmm. coach? That's me. <laughs> and so, oh, well, yeah. There you go. And things have changed over the years for sure because I played volleyball all through high school. I didn't start playing competitively until I was in junior high. And kids are starting younger and younger. Is there a benefit to starting that young or in order to make that elite level you're talking about? There is, you know, and I, I preach by this because, you know, I'm kind of a direct transplant of putting in the effort and the work. And I, I mean, I swear to it, I wish I would have started younger, but I grew up in Alaska of all places where, you know, volleyball for women is more profound and men is absent. There's just nothing for guys. And so I, you know, I did the thing with the high school girls and I was the manager of the team at the high school that I went to, but you know, I didn't make the move for myself personally until I was a senior in high school and I moved to California by myself so that I could pursue a career and I was very successful. But I, I just think about when I moved to California and I'm playing with all these guys that have lived and breathed this game and they do it on the beach every Saturday morning. And it's like, you know, they're so much far advanced than I am. But I mean, I had to work extra hard to get to that point. But I just imagine, well, what if I was born and raised in Southern California, the heart and soul of, you know, club volleyball and just volleyball in this country in a sense. But it's like, I couldn't imagine how, you know, I'd be. But in this area, it's, I think it's so important that the kids start as young as they can, just getting a ball and just trying to understand and learn the game. Because just in life in general, the sooner you start doing something, the easier it's going to be, you know, the longevity-wise of something. You know, your job, you know, driving a car, the more you do it, parallel parking, the better you're going to be at it. I mean, sports are no different. And so I think kids starting as young as, you know, they possibly can, the better. There's obviously more profound ages to where, you know, your body is developing and the and young girls start kind of, you know, getting taller and stronger and faster. And, you know, we kind of start seeing that within like the fourth to fifth grade transition, fifth to sixth grade, and then sixth to seventh grade. Those, those are like the prime years, I personally believe, where girls start getting accustomed to their, you know, their physicality, the technique of the game starts kind of coming through. So I think it's important to start young, but I also think that, for when you look at the bigger picture when it comes to kids development within the sport there's a time and a place where things should be pushed and things should kind of be you know put on the back burner until that dynamic and then that age is 
ready to do those types of things. But I truly believe, you know, the sooner a kid can get her hands on a ball or, you know, he gets his hands on a ball, specifically a volleyball or just any sport in general, the better they're going to be off for the longevity of trying to compete at a higher level. But as a, as a person that's been firsthand with all of that stuff, if you want to be that, you know, top tier volleyball player in this area to try to compete with, you know, like Lindsey Crosby, for example, who's now, she started at Nebraska her freshman year and she played at Premier, who's the number 12 club in the country she's out of scut catholic which you know as south do i have to play that team every single year and they're in my conference which that's a whole nother story but i mean if we want to try to compete against those types of kids i mean we have to start young and they just have to put time and effort into it do too much and then you wear a kid out and then they turn away from it but i mean there's so many tangents and there's so many variables in certain equations but i guess it just comes to the love and the drive for the game you know the younger the kid can find it and just love it and put all that time and effort into it. I mean, they're going to be able to compete at that high level. So, I mean, the younger, the better, in my opinion. What about the kids that will not, you know, pursue it someday? They aren't the elite athlete. What kind of things can they learn from being part of a team? Just learning to work with different types of people. And, you know, this is something that I preach to my high school girls and even my club teams that I coach at the arena is that, you know, even if this isn't something that you perceive as being your future calling as a college athlete or trying to go professional and things like that, you're still learning how to work with different types of people. You're learning, you know, that sportsmanship aspect from the previous questions that you were talking to me about, about understanding yourself and understanding the players around you and the others on the other side of the net and that everybody has a common goal, but we're all trying to succeed at the same time, but we're humble you know, if, if it doesn't go our way and we're happy for others. And, you know, the biggest thing is just learning to work with those different types of people because everybody has a different personality and everybody brings something different to the court in addition to their words and how they go about their lives. So being able to just work with different types of people is something that if they're not going to pursue a Division One volleyball or a college volleyball career, they can carry this atmosphere and this mindset of being able to work with people and support one another, but yet work hard throughout any avenue that they're going to take, whether it's a athletic career, you know, a very career-driven profession in any manner. I mean, you're just learning how to, to work, and it builds a mindset so that you're going to work for something rather than something be given to you, which is a big struggle we're seeing nowadays with modern generations, and, you know, even trying to get kids into college and the number of college athletes that I've trained and a couple All-Americans that I've helped train in the meantime it's just there's kids that want to work hard and then there's kids that you know think that they should be given it without having to work hard so I think being able to play in multiple sports and just understand the different dynamics but they all have one idea in common is that everybody's here working together towards a common goal and we need to support each other and then also be humble at the end of the day if if it's not for me but it's for her I'm I'm here to support her and I'm going to challenge myself to make her better for her career and she's also doing the same for me whatever avenue that is for me after. I think our goal is just for the girls to learn some skill and to have fun. <laughs> That's at least the goal that at least we're trying well, to show. And everyone gets to play. Third, fourth, fifth grade should be fun. And, you know, we want it to be competitive and fun. We hope parents understand that, you know, especially at that young of an age, we want the girls to try to 
see if this is something that they do enjoy and they do want to pursue this. And you know what? If it's not their thing, then that's okay. But at least we can say at the end of the day that after she walks out of the gym or she's off the court, she's like, you know what? You know, I had fun today. And you know what? I love being around my teammates and I love being around my friends and having fun with these people. And I want to go to practice and I want to go to these games. Even just being a teacher, it's like I want to enjoy going to school and I love helping kids and teaching kids. It's like at the end of the day, are you happy with what you're doing? And, you know, especially when it comes to younger kids, that's all we want for kids is to be happy and find something that they love and enjoy. So I totally get that. At the end of the day, it all comes down to the kids and just wanting the best for our kids. And, you know, I personally don't have kids, but, you know, one day when I do, it's like I want the best for my kids and I just want them to be able to work with anybody and everybody and then find something that they love and just push themselves within that, whether that's an athletic standpoint or not, and just, find joy in something in life and you know we and especially in this area i mean all these kids are multi-sport four sport three sport athletes at their schools because we are in a smaller community i mean i went to a high school where there were five thousand kids in southern california so like you did one thing and that's all you did because you know there were hundreds of kids doing the same thing you did so in this area we we love multi-sport athletes and we encourage that just don't want to burn kids out too fast just because they're doing so much but I believe personally, when you get to a certain point, if there's a goal that you want to do or there's a career that you want to pursue, the higher you get, like the later high school years, if that's something you want to focus on, then that's kind of where we got to put our energy. If that's something you want to pursue, you know, post-secondary, but, you know, you can still do this sport and that sport to still stay physically active and gain that sportsmanship attitude and that working with a different community and different aspects. But if you want to put more of your your dollars in a bigger basket to go do something bigger beyond that there's a few more steps that have to be taken and some things might have to give but you know i'm in this area we i encourage any kid to do everything and anything but when it comes to you know club sports club sports it's it's an entirely different realm and club is a good basis like for high school kids and recruiting and colleges they want multi-sport athlete kids because they're well-rounded they're more understanding of playing and competing with different people in different platforms but we also need to understand that if that's something we're going to pursue, then we got to try to later in the year start honing in a little bit more so on just that specific avenue. How long have you been at the arena and how did you ever end up in Siouxland from Alaska via California? Oh, boy, that's a conversation for a nice Cabernet from California. But um, kind of like I said earlier, I took that leap of faith and I told my folks, I said, you know what, I want to play volleyball. I was a high baseball prospect and things. And I just said, that's not my calling. I don't want to do that. I want to play volleyball. And they're like, well, if you want to do this, then you need to go to California. And so I did that, went to high school, you know, was a second team all-conference player. Then I ended up going to a junior college in Costa Mesa, won a state championship. We were 27-1 and with that team. But I was competing against guys that played and went on to Division One. They went to BYU and UCLA and Pepperdine and Stanford. Like, I played with guys on my team that went to those places. And so, but they had been living and breathing volleyball since they were three years old. So it only challenged me to be better. And then my sophomore year, I was like, okay, I want something different for myself. And it was funny. A couple of buddies and I were just sitting at the, the cafeteria at my JUCO. And we're just like, let's just Google men's volleyball. And so we did. And the first link on Google was, Morningside College Men's Inaugural Volleyball 2015. And we're just like, you know what, let's apply. And so we applied, and I kid you not, 10 minutes later, my buddy's phone's ringing, and it's the head coach at Morningside calling. <laughs> and, you know, after a few conversations and, you know, the financial aid package is coming through, we were all like, you know what, 
let's do it. So we packed our cars and we drove 1,700 miles for 27 hours straight across the country from California to Sioux City. And I'm the only one that's lasted from a couple of my buddies that came with me. And, you know, I like this area. It's a great area to kind of grow your roots and went to Morningside, played at Morningside, graduated and found a job at South Sioux afterwards and stayed. So, and I'm, I mean, I've lived and I've been in so many different places in this world, in this country. I mean, it's a nice place to call home for sure. Thanks for talking to us. I appreciate it. No, thank you very much. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you. That's Braden Hall, a former college volleyball player, teacher, coach, and lead director for youth volleyball at the Arena Sports Academy in Sioux City, Iowa. Great to hear his thoughts. His biggest advice for coaches of younger players, if you are enthusiastic, the team will follow your lead. And it sounds like Braden definitely brings that passion to his work. Thanks for listening to the lead podcast on Siouxland Public Media. I'm Sheila Brummer.